Middle of the Pack. Real discussions for the middle of the pack by the middle of the pack. We'll talk about training and racing, but we're here to deep dive into the life topics of the weekend warriors and obstacle course racing enthusiasts. Obstacle course racing isn't just a sport, it's a lifestyle. We are the middle of the pack. I've only been in the sport a few years, but it has become clear to me that a lot of OCR is catered to men. I remember watching Spartan races online and noticing how the elite women had to weave their way around slow men from the men's wave. The elite men don't have to deal with that. Also, with 100% obstacle completion races getting harder and harder, women are getting affected as well. What does it say about a race if the women's podium is empty because none had 100% completion? What does it say about a race if only four women have 100% obstacle completion? As a woman who tries to start conversations about these things, I face huge backlash from men and women alike. Welcome to the middle of the pack podcast. My name is Megan. I am the OCR trainer. I am here with Derek Rosansky, obstacle activist. I'm back. <laughs> and we are here with that other guy, Charles, Sabretooth OCR. Hey, it's the other guy. It's the other guy. <laughs> Who dat? Now, if you have seen the title of today's episode, you kind of already know what we're talking about. But guys, it's been a hell of a ride these last two weeks in the OCR world. Mm-hmm. So we started today's show with a message we received from one of our listeners a couple of weeks ago. It came to us on the Saturday night, two weeks ago at this time, as a coach myself seeing this episode or this message, it really affected me. I saw the post happening on Savage Race. I think all three of us actually at one point or another did comment on the post about age group and how the Savage Race rules in age group had changed to now say, you must give an honest attempt before you move on, even if you complete your, or you lose your band. But there was a comment from a female who was talking about the completion rate for females and how it should be taken into effect or into account with Savage Race and their course design. And from there, everything snowballed. We are a very transparent podcast. We want to make sure that we are having the conversations within the sport. And honestly, this one really affects us because people have been coming after us for how we handle things and for what we've done. So what I'm first talking about is I made a post on the OCR trainer page. So two weeks ago, I had woken up to see this message from our listener, and she had legitimate concern. As a female who runs in the pro waves, she wanted to be able to have the conversation about obstacle difficulty and how it affects women, in particular, who run pro or elites, whatever you want to call it. So as a coach and as a female racer, 
this really affected me. So I decided to make a post on my OCR training page and just spark a conversation. That week, we had seen Adam Ribeiro, and we're going to play a clip from Adam. We did have the opportunity to talk to him during the Fit Trail race this weekend. Oh, uh, Megan, could we go ahead and just actually play his clip here? Um, because I think it is a good way to just kind of put it into context and see how uh, what he was talking about with the tire flip coming up. So let's go ahead and listen to his clip about that. We are here with Adam Ribeiro. Adam, it's great to see you out here supporting. Thank you for volunteering today. Um, so all of this drama kind of started around the same time, and I know you made a post. I made a post that referenced your post. So after Jacksonville, we saw the men's pros, for the most part, touching the tire and then going to burpees. So you made a post about how you think the tire should be mandatory. Can you just kind of give us a little insight on where you are coming from with that and your experiences with tire flip as an elite male? Oh, I just think in general, oh, well, hey, you said Adam, Adam Ribeiro. So yeah, Adam believe most of it on Instagram. I just think in general, like the tire flip is something that if you train, you can get it done. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, like sometimes like spear you can train, sure, like you can get it done too, but sometimes it's like whatever, you got a shitty spear, a bent one, whatever. But I feel like obstacles that, you know, you know if you train you can get it done, you should just do it. Definitely. So that's why I was like, I mean, like I was saying a little bit earlier, you know, I did Killington Ultra, which is two laps, and everybody knows Ultra course. And it was like on pavement too, so like there is, it's hard to get a grip under it, sure, I get it, but there is ways there is ways like even vj and um other people mentioned how they did like where you can like do little tricks to get your finger on then mm-hmm. people always complain about that and i just think that um there's just ways that you know some people sometimes will just try to i don't know take the easy ways yeah. the easy way sometimes but uh yeah i think there's a way to be done and or else they wouldn't be making such an obstacle like that you know definitely and so your post it doesn't directly relate to the age group conversation but it helped snowball this entire drama um to now we're talking about difficulty across i know a lot of it was the savage and the difficulty with women and this was more about the difficulty with men but um with that it has all evolved into what age group actually means for the sport and the importance of age group i know you're an elite um how do you view the age group heats well i look at the age group as a the no the next coming up elites because a lot of no it's like when you're not feeling like fully ready out there but you're Mm -hmm. you're feeling pretty strong as well though you're not just someone running going for a fun lap or anything like that you're you're someone if you're competitive Mm -hmm. but you're just not on the top notch yet you you don't have no that fast running background or something like that so you're just like putting yourself out there and still getting it done so i just think it's like it's pretty much i i always look at the age group as people that um are coming up elites in the future pretty soon or so definitely and seeing people stand on an age group podium as somebody who stands on those elite podiums how do you view those age group podiums well they definitely earned to get up there you know they worked hard and um it's 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 a different class too you can compare age group to elite like Mm -hmm. you're not taking anything from the elites or you know you're running it's pretty much a different race i would say it's like a different almost like a a whole new race 
between the age groups and the elite. So Definitely. I don't think they should like matter. If, like an elite person shouldn't worry about what an age group is doing. An age group shouldn't be like so folks can worry about what an elite person's doing because you're running your own category. Exactly. Thank you so much. Now, Adam, where can we see you racing this year? Ooh, I don't really have much <laughs> <laughs> race plan in terms of actually OCR. I'm kind of getting more into the ultra scene on trails. Okay, so awesome. I'll be doing fit challenge coming up soon um, in April, but then other than that, it mostly will be like trail stuff and hopefully Vermont hundred miler oh, in July. Awesome. <laughs> That's so exciting. Good luck. Yeah, and um, and hopefully if Killington Ultra still happens, uh, yeah. you know, it'll be nice to be there and flip that tire twice again. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank so. you so much for talking with us today. We look forward to seeing you continue to kick ass out on the ultras. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that Adam also kind of has the same mindset that age group is where people are coming up like that's where our next like we've said already that's where our next group of elites are going to be coming from is from age group and that also that the elites shouldn't be worrying too much who is standing on age group and posting on age group podiums because they're on the elites are on the next level you know and i think adam had a, like really good points about that so with that and then seeing the post in savage it really started affecting me, especially it's the start of International Women's Month. And we do see a good amount of um, discrepancy between how men and women are treated within this sport. So my post simply said something along the lines of when we address difficulty in men, it's worse told, well, you don't understand what they have to deal with. And when the women address their difficulty the response is train harder i then went on in the post and said i don't think that the difficulty needs to be decreased for females but i think we should be able to have the conversation to figure out a way to make things a little more of an even playing field for women across the sport from there, the post got picked up by Mudrun Guide and the OCR world completely exploded. Shit went down. Yeah. Now, I will say, not very many people came onto my page and started commenting on the post. In fact, one of the only people who did come to my page and commented on the post was Nicole Miracle. And she genuinely was interested in what I was saying. And she didn't understand how in Savage Race age group, you have females standing on the podium if they don't 100% complete the race, which is exactly what I was talking about. We want to figure out a way to make the women's pro waves more fair without decreasing the difficulty. We don't think you need men's and women's lanes, but... We also don't want to see people giving a quote-unquote honest attempt when some people are le a little less than admirable and will just touch an obstacle and go. But the people who decided to comment on the Mud Run Guide post did not read the post. They just saw the verbiage I used saying the female who made the comment was berated and felt attacked, which she did. She felt like she was being attacked for just simply saying we should take women's 
completion rates into account. And they kept going off about what this female was saying and their opinions on the difficulty. Well, it wasn't even like they got on that. Um, they also, and what we're going to get around to later in the episode was they also, along with certain other people who jumped on it, they decided to just start jumping on the age group racers and podiums in general, which I have a lot I could go off on for people who podium a lot in the pro waves, but dump on the age group waves is a, it's, it's, a lot to go off of, but it was also just lately in obstacle course racing, it seems like only certain people feel like they're the ones who are allowed to talk about things. Oh, yeah. And then if you're if your opinion differs from them, they're going to just continue to tell you you're wrong and then also just move forward and continue to berate you and try and push you down. Careful so... using that word. Careful using that word berating. Wait, why? Why? Because that's what they took offense of me saying in the post. And there were multiple responses of berated. You think she was berated? Well, yeah, it is. It is berating someone when the follow up post is also like commenting about it. And then that person who was upset by your post was in the neck, was in the other post, like with laughing emojis, like, oh, should I tag this person we're talking about? Straight up, that's fucking bullying. That is online yeah, bullying I mean, at that point. It's literally becoming like Mean Girls. Like it's petty drama bullshit. It's literally becoming like very clicky Mean Girls type yeah. shit. It's it's it really very, is childish. We're not trying to get a lot of hate, or I know we've joked about like talking shit, but we're not openly trying to troll people just for fun. Um, we're not trying to troll people because we think we're right or we're trying to be famous in this sport. We're literally just trying to do a podcast about a thing we like. And if your opinion differs from ours, that's okay. That's why, that's the point of an opinion. We're not here to tell you our word is final. We're not God in this. <laughs> we're just doing a podcast. Right now, with what we're doing, we're trying to boost that middle of the pack, quote unquote. We are trying to build the all around community amongst the non-pros, the people who aren't up directly at the top because they're not as into the community aspect of the sport that I know of. I don't want to ever, you know, judge or assume anything but they're not racing as consistently as most of the middle of the pack. And they are not eat, sleeping, breathing, all things OCR, quite like some of the other people in this sport. So I am okay with falling on the sword for the middle of the pack community, because there are a lot of people who are very fed up with the bullying and they're very fed up with not having their voices be heard. As a female in this sport, again, I love difficulty. I love obstacles. I would much rather spend an entire day fighting for my band than give it one quote-unquote honest attempt, give up my band and run. I am not somebody who's going to age group in a savage podium when I race age group or when I race savage. 
just because I can't beat an obstacle. I'm not going to give up my band and run. I'm going to fight. But I also coach females who are still learning new obstacles. And I understand that only seeing, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight female pros keeping their band on any given Savage Race can be very discouraging to somebody who wants to step into pro for the very first time, but they're not afraid to do it. What they really don't like, though, is stepping into pro for the very first time, continuing to fight to try to beat an obstacle, only to find out that the person who came running up behind them maybe attempted the obstacle barely once, cut their band and ran straight through, is now standing on an age group podium. Are you opening the floor to talk about the whole age group podium band thing? We can, yeah. Because as you can see, my eyebrows are raising. I see that. Everyone knows that I'm a savage, you know, I'm a savage race fanboy. Uh, It's my favorite race series. It always will be. I don't think that'll ever change. But that is one area where I do disagree with Savage. uh, This topic actually came up over a year ago. People probably don't even remember it um, because it was well over a year ago. It was probably like a year and a half, almost two years ago now, um, about the whole, you know, can you get on an age group podium if you didn't keep your band? Because the way for any of you who, you know that are listening that may or may not know, uh, Savage runs a little bit differently. The age group runs, you run pro altogether, but you can get age group awards out of the pro wave. Um, but they do still allow age group podiums if you don't keep your band, meaning you have you don't have you know 100% obstacle completion. Um, I would personally rather just not see a podium spot, like you know either you know or if there's just one person that kept their band in that age group, fine. Like you said, I mean, there's a lot of kind of, I guess, strategy that comes into play, but it does kind of defeat the whole purpose of having bands and 100% completion if you're still going to allow someone up on the podium for not keeping their band just to fill that spot. Because like you said, someone could be at an obstacle for like 30 minutes and be literally 30 minutes ahead of the person that's behind them. And the other person comes up and just runs right past it. And now they're taking a podium spot versus that person that's been there for, you know, however long. So. There's one thing I definitely do disagree with when it comes to Savage is that, and that's something I think they were trying to change in Savage Florida when I was there. I don't know if you want me to go into that now, but um, yeah, they started to kind of go into the whole male-female lanes thing, but that's a whole other can of worms. So that's actually where I'm going with this. Um, so with how that whole post eventually unfolded, um, I'm going to say right now, if you guys listened to our OCR Toolbox episode, That was a real struggle to get through because while that episode was being recorded, I was not on Instagram. I wasn't by my phone, um, but I was on my iPad for the notes we keep for the show and wasn't looking at any of the notifications coming in. And it got to the point where one of the people commenting was saying things like, oh, the OCR trainer, why are you replying to everybody else but not me? What, you don't want to talk anymore? And then or there were responses coming in as the OCR trainer. Have you even ever ran a Savage? And then it was, wait, she hasn't ran a Savage. Why is she in the Savage group? And then another person coming in saying, do you not run elite because you know you can't hang with the elites or something of that variety? So it got to the point where if you want to talk about the conversation I'm trying to have in the post, yes, I'm going to engage. I tried to stopped the conversation multiple times and they kept 
trying to pull me back in. And then they turned that into being about me trying to have the conversation of how do we even out the playing field for like the female age groups to an attack on me to the point where I just told or asked Mudrun Guide to please take it down. Um, I took it down from my regular Instagram and Mudrun Guide took it down. And even to this week, Mudrun Guide was saying that they were still getting questions as to why they took it down and people were very upset. What I will applaud is the day after that post, Sam Abbott from Savage Race went and made a post in the Savage Syndicate group and genuinely wanted to know where Savage Racers thought the completion rate should be. And to me, that means that my post, I don't know if it was the driving force, but it helped them to consider what this female was saying about we need to factor in completion for the women. Right. I mean, it, it, it at least sparked the debate. And for those of you who don't know, Sam Abbott, he's the CEO of Savage Race. Uh, he's actually very um, engaged on the Savage um, Syndicate Facebook forum. A little so too much. He's actually, you know, <laughs> yeah, Charles thinks a little too much sometimes. Um, but he is very engaged on it. So he did at least spark that conversation. And I do think all of that fuckery and the posts, you know, the day prior, at least kind of sparked that conversation. Because um, I was talking to... Um, Lloyd, who's the race director for Savage, uh, Lee, who's the course designer and obstacle designer, and Sam, all at uh, Savage Florida um, two weeks ago. And they were saying that actually that, you know, those posts were, you know, one of the reasons why they made that post asking what, you know, everyone thinks the completion rate should be, as well as um, a previous Savage race at the end of last year. I think it was uh, Charlotte, maybe, only had, I think, four, um, four women keep their band in the pro wave. So it was a combination of those things of why they made that post. So they could try and at least, you know, hear the people out and see if there's something that they could do to kind of, I guess, correct that and make everybody happy. But as we quickly learned, you can't make everybody happy. Well, it's not that you can't make everybody happy. It's that there's certain people in the sport who are looking to just stir shit up when they can. Wait, you're telling me there's trolls on the internet. That's a thing. But it's just <laughs> always the same people. Sure, some of them had stuff to actually say, but a lot of them just jumped in just to be a part of the shit show. And then to also be a part of that and then turn around and act like they have a massive voice and outreach in this podcast or in these, like the OCR world. Like, what type of persona do you think you're doing? This isn't wrestling. You don't get to like make fun and then go backstage and be perfectly fine with the rest of your life. You, everything, like we've said in the past, everything you do in this sport, especially if you're doing it via a social presence, guess what? That's who we think you're going to be in person. So if you're going to sit around trolling and jumping into comments and acting like you're hot shit, but you're just going to talk trash and then hide behind everybody else, like when, when we meet you in person, why do you think well, people aren't going to, People aren't going to respond to you. Yeah, and I, I think there needs to be a clear kind of, I don't know how to say it, but there needs to be a difference between like what we say and what other people say and, you know, quote unquote, like talking trash. There's a, there's a way to do it jokingly and like lightheartedly versus just legitimately bullying people. There's a very clear difference. And I don't think some people understand or know where that line is. 
Um, and I think that's where a lot of comments on that particular post and a lot of other posts, obviously, get really skewed out of line is people don't know where that line is. Yeah. You can be a troll. I mean, I know plenty of trolls who are fantastic people and joke, you know, jokingly about posts. I mean, look at Mike Natale, if anyone knows, he is a moderator on Savage Syndicate. He's one of the biggest trolls there is on all the OCR forums, but he does it in a very, I guess, polite way. Uh, he doesn't legitimately bully people, whereas a lot of you know comments on that particular post um, and surrounding this whole conversation was just outright bullying, um, and that's not okay. And I will say, as somebody who arguably one of the reasons why I haven't raced Savage prior to this, and again, I was planning to run Savage last year. I'm running Savage again, or running Savage for the first time at Savage Maryland. I'm signed up. I'm in the pro wave. Um, I don't expect to podium pro wave, but I'm going to be there and I'm going to give it my fair attempt. But the reason why I haven't ran Savage before is because a few years ago when Derek had invited me to the Savage Syndicate group, I joined and I made a post about something I was doing in training. And I felt like I got seriously attacked for my training insight because it was a direct contradiction of somebody else and they thought that I was just trying to I don't know troll or um, just talk down and bad about another group for training and that was never the intention but with how the savage group responded to me I was very turned off from savage completely but I have been around the group. I've offered insights. I've been a part of conversations. And yeah, I responded on that same post. I recommended that instead of a quote unquote good faith attempt, we switch to something like an Indian mud run. But I am now comfortable in the Savage group and I want to run Savage again. I'm signed up to run Savage. But it was the trolls first and foremost that had turned me off. And unfortunately, as we get people continuing to troll and a lot of it is those you know people that have been around in OCR since the get-go and they don't want to see obstacle course racing start to get watered down or whatever else they're worried that the toughness and the grit of OCR <laughs> is going to be lost and unfortunately instead they are becoming such bullies that they are pushing people out of this sport because of how the trolls are interacting with them and making them feel belittled and um, yeah, berated. It's that it is what it is. But one thing I think was like the most interesting and based on my interactions with a certain person who I did directly message just to get some clarity on their, I mean, the way they've handled some things. Well, I've been in OCR since 2012. All right. Wait, you have? I don't know who you are. <laughs> I'm 32. I've been around the sport for a long time. Like it's oh man. I've seen it evolve from whatever Spartan created because my first one was a Spartan race in Virginia, um, and now I've seen where it's come to the point it is. So I've seen it go from just the elite waves to competitive to having competitive switching to age group. So I think it's funny to I was talking with this person and their their main issue was like. I've, I love this sport so much. I want people to be a part of this sport. They turned, they immediately turned and was like, 
But what you guys are doing, our podcast, what we've talked about, are you guys are doing are just putting down people who run the races slower. You're complaining about people in age group and how it's not being monitored when it, that doesn't even matter. Your age group doesn't matter. So when you do that, when when it's someone who has gotten a place of privilege in the sport, it is a privileged spot for them. It's a soapbox. Yeah. But they're now they have a springboard to go off of that is easy for them to do. To say you've been in the sport long enough, everybody knows age group is a progression for this sport. So to sit there and say, like, your age group doesn't matter. Let people run their own races. If they want to skip burpees in age group, go ahead. I'm sorry. Age group is a competitive wave. You are there to follow the races. Well, that's why we talked about it. And it is not a small, it's not just us three bitching about it. Did people forget just because 2020 didn't happen that this has been a problem in age group for years for Spartan? Like we've been bitching about like people cutting courses and skipping out on obstacles in age group for a while. Like, so the fact that it's just a year down doesn't mean it's gone and we're just bitching to bitch. But also to see someone who is of a place of privilege and then also to other people who are elite racers who have who get the chance to stand on podiums to also turn around and say age group podiums don't matter they're a joke they don't mean anything and like if you put it in that perspective it's like saying like you know what college sports don't matter don't professional is it that is it no one cares about college sports we're saying this as march madness is happening <laughs> like so to turn around and say age group doesn't matter is you're wrong you're so wrong. How many people have come out of the age group at this point? If we didn't have age group, you're just jumping from open to elite wave. Like age group is the breeding ground where you get people from. Yeah. I mean, that's literally where Rebecca Hammond started. Um, I was at Greek Peak the year that she was there. I think you were there too, Megan, right? Uh, I was standing next to her right before we took off. She turned to me and said, so um, when are we supposed to do our burpees? And, yeah. <laughs> and how many are we supposed to do? So legit, I finished fourth behind Rebecca Hammond and I think Dixie Bonner and one other person. And I finished one minute off the podium. I looked at the results and I said, this Rebecca Hammond chick, like either she is an absolute monster and should be in the elites or she just massively cheated. Like, if she is this good, this is amazing, and she's about to blow this sport up. And it turned out she is that fucking good. Yeah, and meanwhile, she just ran her first Savage race ever in Florida, um, you know, this past weekend, and actually won on Saturday and came in second place by a mere, like, quarter of a second on, on Sunday. And, like, you had mentioned Dixie, too. I mean, Dixie, she runs Elite now, too. Started an age group, like, like you said, it's a it's a natural progression for the sport. Uh, very good analogy they use, Charles, is you know college sports going to pro. It's a natural progression. So I mean, you know, age group one hundred percent does matter, um, and that's why you know Sam and Lloyd and Lee, you know, all the people at Savage took into account you know the whole completion rate thing, and they actually on Saturday of the um, Florida race made a women's lane and a men's lane for the pro to try and kind of bridge that gap so that there'd be more women that could actually complete it. But then there was actually a shit ton of backlash after the race from both men and women, um, but especially the women pros for them actually having the two different lanes. And I will say again, I don't agree with 
that's still, I haven't run a Savage race. I've never lied about that. I haven't run a Savage. But as somebody who was watching what was going on, I thought it was the wrong call. Again, we want to see women not standing on podiums if they didn't keep their band or switch to a system where you are incentivizing people who did the best at obstacling and keep track of who's failing what and run your race that way. But talking with people during the fit trail race, we did have the opportunity to see Cassandra and Matt Carroll. We saw Kelly Sullivan. We saw um, Adam Ribeiro. We saw a few people who are well-known elites and we really wanted to get their opinion and we are here today at Fit Challenge Trail Race. We are talking with Cassandra and Matt Carroll. First off, congratulations, guys, thank on you. the nuptials. Thank you, thank you. We're excited to see you out at the OCR in a couple weeks, but you're here out supporting today, and we thought we'd get your insights. Um, so, as elites today, what do you guys think of age group? Um, I think it's a great option for a bunch of people. I know when I first started, I started doing age group. Actually, I even started in the open when I first started, um, just because I didn't have the confidence and it was a little intimidating being those elites, seeing those elites and them crushing it. So I didn't really know where I would stand. So I started um, in the open and then moved to age group and then finally went up to elite. Um, and I, I mean, I think it's pretty important because sometimes the sport can be a little intimidating, especially for females where we're not usually apt to be like the down and dirty, getting into the mud and stuff. Um, and the competition, that's usually more of a, a guy's thing. But I think it's important to have age groups so that we can invite more females into the sport um, and just grow as a, as a community. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, definitely growing as a community. Um, age group just allows more people to get involved with the sport which mm -hmm. i think is so crucial with where we are today um it gives it gives also every athlete an opportunity to see how they stack up with people their age which is so important because as you get older um i mean it's just it's nice to know when you can take that next step when yeah. you can go into that elite category and it gives you something to chase after and a goal especially because of a lot of these other races that have age group give out prizes for age group mm -hmm. winners um it's definitely a good a great category to keep around and any race should have an age group category so yeah just seeing someone it is interesting hearing someone who has transitioned from who came into the sport once age group was established seeing why moving up from age group like starting an age group and then moving up into elite and seeing it that way and then also someone who is at the pro level it's an interesting take on it because i mean we have sure we have a lot of fresh blood in the pro waves now but we're still kind of there with i mean i don't want to call them old but we're there with like the, the standard people we know in the pro heats so it is seeing interesting seeing someone who did climb the ladder and kind of really does support i mean the argument of like this is why we have age group yeah, definitely. But unfortunately, with something like Savage, where they're getting their age group finishers from the um, pro waves. So everybody starts out in pro, and the only people that don't qualify in age group are the people standing on the pro podiums. So you can't really get as much of a like developmental level of racer like you can in, say, a Spartan. And I mean, OCRWC definitely doesn't change anything in age group or pro, and not to say Spartan does, but 
um, they do have the two separate levels. So you know who you're always competing against in your age group where Savage Pro, you're competing against literally everybody and you have to either keep up with them or, or you're missing it completely until, you know, you don't keep your band. And now suddenly the fastest person, regardless of band, is standing on the podium. Right. And unfortunately, I think that really only does come into play with the whole like not keeping your band thing, at least for the most part, um, is with the women. Because I'm not saying every person or, you know, that three people in every age group for all the men are going to keep their band, but it's a much higher percentage just going off of actual, you know, statistical data of men that do keep their band versus women. So, like, that's where it comes into play a lot with the whole like skipping an obstacle or running right past it versus someone standing there, you know, with the women, which is why they were trying to do in Savage Florida by having the men um, and the women's lane and kind of separating those on that Saturday, because it's, it's a lot harder. Like you said, when you have everybody all in the same wave, I mean, I've, uh, you know, literally just the other weekend when I was in Savage Florida at the very end of the race, it was like a dead sprint to the finish. And I was next to somebody and he looks over and he goes, Hey, what age group are you in? Just so he could know if he had to push that last little, like, 25 you know 30 yards and beat me or not because he had no idea well it's not always just women though because our good friend matt actually podiumed at savage maryland in 2019 okay maddie fitness 87 the influencer on instagram you're terrible for that. <laughs> <laughs> um oh no we're keeping it <laughs> So you ran Savage a couple years ago, correct? Correct. What happened when you went out to Savage? So I signed up for the Savage Pro Blitz and the the regular. Um, and so I ran the Pro Wave, finished it, and then I went out as I was going out on my fun lap uh, with my friend. Um, I was told that I placed age group. Um, even though I didn't keep my band. And I was just totally confused. Uh, I didn't know that you could do that. I wasn't sure all the rules. Um, like, and they told me, like, no, as long as you, um, you, your time made you age group, not your 100% completion. So I said, okay, like, I'll take it. It just, I took it. It didn't feel earned. Um, and I actually have it on my metal hanger, but it's kind of hidden <laughs> because I don't really like looking at it. Well, congratulations on an age group podium finish at it's, Savage. It's more than I have. So. Um, <laughs> what are your views on mandatory obstacle completion podiums? I mean, I think it should be it should be a requirement for every OCR out there that you should fight for your band, keep it, and that would that'll get you to podium. And for people in a non-mandatory obstacle completion race, so like um, a Spartan, I know Hildervat's about to do some penalties. Um, you would agree penal as long as they're doing their penalties, completely okay to be on a, on that podium then? I disagree. Okay, that's okay. We, I mean, some of us are definitely uh, bands over burpees kind of people. Um, as long as you're running the race and following the rules, I think... By all means, you earn that podium, but as soon as that band gets cut, you shouldn't be in contention of a podium unless it's like an Indian mud run format where you can fail up to five obstacles and whoever obstacles the best stands on the podium. 
Agreed. You know, it should be, you should just be, dis, maybe disqualified isn't a good word, but basically you shouldn't qualify to podium. Correct. Kind of like um, with that OCRWC. Um, so Matt, what are your views on age group in the sport of OCR? I, I think there should be standards in order to run age group, like say for Spartan when they change it to, you know, elite you have to qualify for that I think they should trickle down to age group because there's people who run age group that they do it for earlier start times or whatever and you know with everything that's going on you're taking those slots for people who are training for that and then some of these races get sold out because people have to plan their travels they're not sure and other people don't have to they sign up and then all of a sudden you can't do age group anymore because they're sold out so there should be qualifications for age group. Awesome. Thank you so much for speaking with us today, Matt. Congrats on your FIT trail race today, and we will see you at FIT in a couple weeks. Thank you. Talking to Matt, it's actually really interesting to hear his perspective because, yes, per Savage Rules, he earned that podium. But he, as an honest racer still to this day is a little ashamed for taking a medal when he didn't 100% complete that race. Yeah, I completely like support him in the fact that he's like, I didn't really earn this. Cause I mean, I haven't age, I haven't podiumed uh, solo in the sport, but I've earned medals where I felt like I didn't earn them properly. And yeah, you do end up being like a little ashamed by him and, the fact that he was like, I didn't really earn this age group medal. It's kind of like, I mean, that's kind of the, uh, it feels like it should be left up to the standard of the sport to figure out. I mean, we've said it so many times, just if you didn't keep your band, we don't need to just fill the podium spot. Now, I, I am going to go and say, because we are going to get shit on for people thinking that we're telling people who win a savage age group podium without their band that they shouldn't be proud of it. And that is completely false if you podiumed an age group without your band and that is the savage rule by all means be proud of that fuck yeah you should always be proud of your age group podium medal i don't know how many times in like small small state um spartan races i mean city challenge and next week i'm running boulder dash and when I talk to Lynn, from what it sounds like, she only has two females in the elite heat right now. If you are in New England and you want to race this coming weekend, I guess now when this podcast gets um, posted, go run Boulder Dash. The numbers are looking good for her, but we need more females in the mandatory obstacle completion heat. Just listening to her, I anticipate finishing within the top two because right now it sounds like there's only top going to be two and I should not have to worry about posting a podium picture should a podium happen just because we only have two females there I'm going to be proud regardless I'm I'm just growing so tired of like if anybody took my take my statement out of like context just to find stuff to like shit on what are you doing with your life that you're going to pick stuff apart like that. Like, I'm just getting so tired of having to either backtrack or be on tiptoes just for social media or 
just to have someone get their rocks off just because they feel like they can pick stuff up. Like we didn't start this podcast just to get people to attack and poke fun and stuff. Like if you don't agree with something, why are you listening? I'm just getting, I'm getting tired of it. So wait, Charles, you're telling me people take things out of context and then slam you on social media and publicly blast people that happens. I mean, that's the way it goes. Well, they won't slam you on social media, but they'll do it behind your back in a not so private, not so public forum. Yeah. Um, kind of know how that feels. Yeah. <laughs> Can I segue into that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all you. You have so, the floor. Yeah. So uh, the reason why I say know how that feels. So that happened to me uh, literally just this past weekend um, after Savage um, in Florida. So quick little backstory uh, in case people aren't on, you know, the Instagrams and whatnot. So I ran pro wave for both Saturday and Sunday. Um, I came in like 23rd overall Saturday and I think like 12th or 13th or something like that on Sunday overall. Um, but I got age group podiums for third place and second place. Um, I, on, on Saturday I made, it was like a, it was like a eight slide long video, um, just going over like how the race went and everything. And I said, I got third place age group and then made it. And then there was a picture after that with my medals that said third place age group today. And then following or and then i made one more snap story or sorry not snap story instagram story these are all in my story um i made one more story saying um shooting for first place tomorrow and sunday came around um i got second place and made a post in continuation of my stories from the previous day and said got second place today and was a picture of me um up on the podium getting my age group award with the other two guys that were in my age group and then i made another picture after that with both my second and third place um, age group axes and said something like um, first race of 2021, starting it off right, coming home with a second and third place finish. I didn't mean any malicious intent with it whatsoever. Like I said, it was a continuation of stories from the previous day where I was talking about, you know, coming third in age group and trying to get a first place uh, the following day for the blitz. Because if anyone knows me, they know that, a much more of a short course speed racer than someone who can sustain that speed for, you know, much longer than like three miles. And somebody I'm, I'm not going to name names cause I'm, that's just not who I am, but a Spartan pro reached out to me in my DMS and very arrogantly and passive aggressively said, I thought Leon got second place. Uh, Leon being, I actually don't know how to say his last name. He's from Denmark. He's been trained with VJ a lot, but he came in second place overall. Now, mind you, again, I didn't mean any malicious intent. I was just saying like, yeah, I got second place today, meaning in my age group. And I thought that that was assumed because it was a continuation from my previous post. I'm not holding a giant check or a giant ax, which is what you get if you take overall men or women's podium at Savage. I just didn't mean anything by it. And this, uh, this particular Spartan Pro came on um, in my DMs and kind of was giving me shit for it in like a passive aggressively nice way and i do want to apologize to him if he's listening because um i was very very intoxicated at this point i was downtown tampa i rarely drink so i was pretty drunk off my ass and i said some things i probably shouldn't have said back to him because i was pretty pissed off but anyway it just sparked a whole thing and then like four other people from that same like kind of friend ocr circle dm'd me and said the same thing 
So I made a video then for my stories and said, sorry for anyone who misconstrued, but these were age group. These were not overall. So if you don't understand that, I'm sorry that you took things out of context and got, you know, pissy and salty about it. And yeah, I was snarky about it because I was pissed off a and B I was drunk. Um, but in my actual like real time post that I actually posted to Facebook, that's a permanent post. I did clearly say second and third place age, um, age group. I get a DM the following morning from someone that I don't even know. They're just someone that follows me on Instagram and they're like, Hey, glad to see that your, um, that your stories, um, sparked, um, Spartan care bear, which is a, uh, it's a satire uh, Instagram page. They're like, um, I'm glad to see that your, uh, stories yesterday, um, made them come out of retirement and they made an entire long post about how I posted a quote unquote podium, uh, being a fake podium telling people that I got second and third place overall and that I was being disingenuous and lying to people and that I was caught in a lie. And they made a whole long post about and took screenshots of the two stories that I posted on my Instagram saying I got second place today. And then the next one saying coming home with the second, third, took it completely out of context. Didn't include anything about my stories from the previous day, probably because they disappeared at that point. Um, and said that I was lying to people and said that I got second and third place overall in the pro wave and basically made this whole long post is like a three or four paragraph post totally just bullying the shit out of me. And then all these other people that I don't even know commented on it and were like, Oh, you got caught in a lie. Like you're a piece of shit. And just literally just bullying the shit out of me. And I was like, yeah. And I like, I got upset by it. Like I didn't mean anything by it, but you know, that's the stuff that's kind of going on right now as a sport where you literally can't do anything without either something getting taken out of context or someone literally berating you and bullying you. Um, it's honestly bullshit. I had also direct insight on seeing where this stuff was coming from. And, but I think it's funny. It's like, it's coming from these people who also turned around and told us like our opinion doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter if we talk about age group and stuff, but apparently it does. Age group does matter because they took their time out of their day to sit there and call someone out, but also to sit there and say like, uh, to say on their podcast i'm i'm actually gonna go the high road our names were mentioned on a podcast all three of us and our podcast name guess what i'm not gonna mention y'all on a podcast so we were mentioned on our podcast on another podcast by someone and they directly uh went off on this whole little tangent merging every one of their little points together because i directly talked to this person just trying to figure out what their deal was because i was I was in the environment where they were posting these things and I got to see what they were talking about. And I was just there to defend Derek because he's my friend, but also because this is stupid bullshit to go over for that person to say, like, we're either causing detriment to the sport. Uh, opinions don't really matter. No one cares about age group. We're make, we apparently make fun of slower racers, uh, let people run their own race and age group. For them to go about and then also have this hashtag podiums and then go around and just pick one person out for that just because they didn't do a full context or they didn't Derek didn't write age group in that one post. How come like how come they have they apparently have the right to do that and talk about that and be the bullies? But they'll turn around and point it at us like we don't matter. And that's kind of the thing that's been bothering me about a lot is, and I've posted this on my store or like my Instagram as a live story. OCR isn't run by the pros in the media. I need everyone to remember this. The thing that's beautiful about our sport is it's the sport of the people. And remember that it's not just the top 1%. 
It is run by literally the people of the sport. So it is not just like a few people have it right and everyone else has it wrong. And I'm just getting so fed up by that like standpoint for them to like just turn around and just be like, everybody needs to be loved except for these people over here who were doing this. That's basically what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, it's literally just outright bullying. And again, I want to reiterate it one more time in case anyone from those posts and the people that DM me, if they are listening, because they don't even follow me, but yet they still somehow were, are looking at my story. So I don't know why they're even bothering, like caring, like you said, like, like what's the point? But again, I meant no malicious intent. I was not trying to mislead anybody. It was a simple continuation of my stories, which disappear in 24 hours from the day before when I was clearly talking about age group. My post that I made permanently says AG. I did not mean any malicious intent by it. I wasn't trying to be deceptive. I wasn't trying to, I guess, I, I forget what the word or term, the, or, uh, sorry, disrespect. I wasn't trying to disrespect any of the other pros who clearly beat me. Like they got paid, they, you know, were actually on the overall podium. Again, I came in like 23rd overall and like 12th or 13th overall, whatever. Um, I didn't mean any disrespect to them or the race brand. Um, even Savage Race, um, posted on that actual Instagram post from the Spartan Care Bear page and like posted like the eye roll emoji because like the drama that's surrounding it. And like you said, Charles, they're getting fed up with it because it is, it's, it's the 1%. Like the pro waves don't make the sport. Yes. It makes the competitive part of the sport, but OCR wouldn't exist without the open waves and the age groups and everything else. Like they literally would not exist. So it's starting to get very petty at this point. And I'm just kind of tired of it. Like, there's, there's just, I don't know. I'm just over it. <laughs> really? It's not the pros that are doing it, though. And that's the craziest part. Yeah, okay, this was a Spartan Pro team member. You told me who it was. I have never heard of this person. And I am friends with a few pros. My coach is a pro. When I won the Mountain Series for my age group in 2019, I remember being at the Jersey Super and Sprint Weekend. My coach was there. He took first place in the Mountain Series for the Elite Men. A couple friends were there. I was standing around all of the female Mountain Series winners. And they were standing waiting for the podium. And one of the pros came up to me. And she comes up. She's like, oh my gosh, Megan, I follow you on Instagram. It's so nice to meet you. How did you do today? And I said, oh, you know, my race wasn't the best, but but just by being here and um, with how I finished out, I still managed to win the Mountain Series. I didn't have to clarify, oh, I won the Mountain Series in age group because I was literally talking to the age group Mountain Series female winners. And they're all saying, this is so awesome. Congratulations. We're so happy for you. You talk to a good majority of the pros. And they are so happy for the age group winners because this is how our sport is going to continue to progress. The people who are the people who are winning in age groups for maybe a Spartan Savage, they are going to continue to get better. And, you know, this is building up the confidence for a lot of age group racers to step into the elite heats if it's a Spartan race. 
or an OCRWC. Who knows, maybe some of these people who are continuing to hit the Savage Age Group podium are going to then find themselves on top of the pro podium. But the only way they're going to get there is continue to improve. And if we tear them down, because, oh my gosh, they forgot to put AG in front of whatever place they got, that's only going to deter people. And they're not going to want to race quite as much because they're just plain getting bullied for celebrating their successes. Exactly. And I mean, like you said, I mean, most of the pros, if not all of them that you talk to, I mean, they're very supportive of it. And or if you do make a post like that, you don't see a single one of them, or at least that I really haven't, go on and be like, oh my gosh, that's so disrespectful. You need to really make sure that you specify that this wasn't like overall to anyone who's done that. Like, they don't give a shit. <laughs> like, they know who won. The people who matter in like the sport and in, are in the pro waves, they know who won. So like, you don't need to specify that. I think that's kind of a given. And unless you're intentionally doing it to be deceptive, then okay, yeah, that's a little different. And like, you know, if someone were to go on post or even, you know, myself saying, you know, I got second or third overall and you know like in the pro wave that's a little different but if you're just like oh my gosh i got second or i got third like you're just being happy about it and most people are going to be supportive and happy with you um like i said it was literally just um two or three different people that are all kind of in the same i guess like clicky circle that made it a big deal and i don't know like why it matters like you should just be supportive of people like i wanted to lead this into our chat with Cassandra and Matt, because we asked them about this. They are people who have stood on many podiums. So they actually had something to say about seeing people standing on age groups, and I wanted to go ahead and give that a listen. Cassandra, you have stood on the podium of the stadium series, stadium series, whatever you want to call it at this point. You are up, you frequent the podium quite often at this point. Um, <laughs> Looking at people posting from an age group podium perspective, what does that mean for you as an elite? Um, I, th I think we should congratulate them because, I mean, we were all there once. We weren't ready to be elite athletes right out the gate. So I think it's a good way to introduce more people to the sport and congratulate them for putting in their efforts and, like, putting their best foot forward, trying to see what they're all capable of. I think that's pretty important to... From an elite standpoint, like looking at the age groups, like I congratulate them for putting in all the effort that they did because I was once there too. So you you have to you have to appreciate those those Definitely. wins. I don't have as many podiums as she does. <laughs> no, but now your name is going to be on the podium. <laughs> Why do you think I married her? <laughs> I mean, I would hope love, but you know she keeps pushing you to get. <laughs> No, pushing you forward. I mean, we were at West Virginia back when they had the age group championships there, yeah. and we both have podium both podium awards from there, and they're right next to our elite podium, so it's not like we look at them any differently than the other ones. Um, I mean, obviously some have more beneficial meaning, like the overalls and stadiums, but those ones are right up there. They're just as important. Definitely. Some thank you guys so much for talking with us today. We look forward to seeing you in April. Yeah, looking forward to it. So it's really interesting hearing how Cassandra in particular um, views the age group podiums because she has stood on both age group and elites. And like we were talking with her, she is a very accomplished elite. And she is so proud of people standing on that elite podium. 
We also got a chance to talk with Kelly Sullivan. And for anybody who is familiar with Kelly, she injured her shoulder um, and she is coming back from surgery. So as a way to test herself before she stepped into the National Series Elite, she jumped into the Jacksonville Super in age group, again, just as a test. So she didn't feel like she needed to push 100% but she could still see what her body is capable of with that injury. So we're going to go ahead and listen to what Kelly has to say. We are here now with Kelly Sullivan. Kelly, first off, I want to say congratulations on your age group podium at Jacksonville. I know you are coming off of a shoulder injury, which um, has set you back a little bit and you are now on the mend. So can you talk a little bit on what you're going through, how your recovery is going? Um, It's going well. So I had surgery back in December. That was a nice little Christmas present for me. Um, So I'm, what, three months out. I have another two months of recovery to go. Um, I started PT six months, no, six months, six weeks after. Um, Not necessarily supposed to be racing yet, but with the National Series coming up, it wasn't really something I could miss. Um, And I do not condone that whatsoever. I feel like I need to say that no matter what. Like, <laughs> don't do what I do. But um, I also, like, fully planned it out. Mm. Like, I knew it was a sprint. I knew what all the obstacles were. I thought through every single obstacle and um, made that decision on Saturday to not run elite and to drop down into the age group. That way I can still get to know the course but not have that kind of pressure that the elite heat has. Awesome. So with that, you are a Spartan Pro team member and you did make the decision to jump into age group. How do you view the age group heats? Why is it important that we continue to have age group within racing? Um, I thought it was really cool. It was actually a really good time. Um, They're very inviting, which is very fun. And I got to meet a lot of new people. Um, I I really like the age group heats when I actually moved up to eight uh, moved up to elite there was no competitive or no age group category so mm-hmm. i literally had to jump from open just to elite which is very scary for a yeah. lot of people mm-hmm. um so i really think it's a good middle ground for people to be able to come out of that open heat be able to put that pressure on themselves and against other people before jumping into elite heats and for someone like me where i was coming off an injury i pushed myself past my limits anyway so i really couldn't rip my shoulder again yep. and it allowed me to feel better about missing obstacles doing my burpees doing my laps and still getting that competitiveness definitely so as a um podium elite i believe you're the first female to hit the podium in every race distance in spartan which is amazing and not only are you hitting the podium in like smaller races you were in stadium series podiums you are hitting bigger race podiums which is awesome so as a podium elite how do you feel standing on that age group podium and what do you, what is your opinion on the age group podiums and how we should be treating them within the sport um i loved it uh like i said they were actually a really great group of people Um, I only know a couple people in age group, so I got to meet a lot more people Mm -hmm. throughout that, and I just kind of love meeting people, so that's fun. Um, They're a good group to hang out with. I think it's good for them to have that recognition as age group podiums as well. Um, Like I was saying when we were talking earlier before, like I do feel like it does need to be distinguished between that, the Mm -hmm. age group podium versus elite podium, just because there is such a 
I was going to say distinguishment. That's not a word. <laughs> Math teacher, sorry. Um, there's such a difference between those, and there's a different set of pressure on that and competitiveness with it. But um, I still think the recognition should be there. They're still working their butts off. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, Kelly, where can we see you race this year? That's a really good question. Um, I'm taking it with my arm. Um, I did the same thing with Hyrax, so Hyrax, I'm still competing but I dropped down to age group because there's no way I can do those weights with right. my shoulder. Um, so I'm just gonna kind of see if that works for uh, Dallas. Um, and then Big Bear, I think, is, yeah, Big Bear is my next race. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we look forward to continuing to follow your season and your recovery. Please stay safe. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you so much. Don't tell my PT that I was here. <laughs> it's really, interesting talking to Kelly about her experiences with age group up from what where we know about Kelly she injured her shoulder she's had surgery um again don't do like she does and listen to your PT um don't race until you're cleared but she decided to jump into age group as a way to test her shoulder before she was going to race the national series the day before and she wound up taking third in her age group, which is a huge accomplishment. And she is, again, a Spartan Pro Team member. This is another reason why we need age groups. We have elites that get injured or they want to test themselves and their body without pushing that 100%. And I completely am supportive for her for jumping into age group. That is why we have it. I think it is also interesting to hear her since she is on the elite and pro podiums that she does want some clarification between when people post their podium photos that this was age group and this isn't because granted, I technically don't agree because I don't think it really matters. Not a lot of people are really thinking and looking into these stuff. Um, but I think it is good to know, like from someone who is at that level does at least want to have some clarification to make sure that, I don't know what, like some people aren't stealing Valor and Derek directly. I don't mean that's what you did. Yours was taken out of context, but I don't think we see in a lot of cases that people are posting like these fake podiums, so to say. Uh, it just makes me think, because I've been in and out of interviews with people for years, whether it's Farton or different publications that I'll write for. And I had an interview a couple weeks ago and they were just asking about my racing and my accomplishments. And I mentioned, oh, well, I ran the, or I was the Mountain Series champion in 2019 for my age group. And I placed fifth in the National Series for my age group. And they came back and said, oh, so does that mean we can say you are a Spartan champion? And I said, no, that does not mean that you can list me as a Spartan champion. I am a Spartan Mountain Series champion for the 30 to 34 age group. But at the end of the day, a lot of people outside of the sport just plain don't care. I came from a college. We were one of the, or we still are, one of the top athletics programs in Division Two. I went and I saw our women's basketball team win the national championship. Our men's football team and basketball team have gone to the national championship games. When our women's team won a national championship in D2, do you think people were really saying, oh, well, it doesn't count because it wasn't D1? 
or anybody gives a shit if it's D1 or D2, D3, whatever else, outside of their little bubble, people don't care. And people only see the accolades and you did something really impressive. We shouldn't, at the end of the day, have to really clarify. But yet me, I am so sensitive to it at this point because I don't want to piss people off that I'm always going to say, no, I am not the champion. I am a champion for this age group in this category. Right. And I think it definitely goes back to like, it's one thing if you're doing it on purpose to be deceptive versus you're like, you're not, I guess, doing it on purpose. Like you're not clueless, but like, you're not, I don't know how to say it really, but it's just, it's it's very different when you're trying to be deceptive. Um, But I mean, obviously with everything that happened with me after Savage and getting publicly blasted and everything and, you know, literally bullied for it. Uh, I'm definitely going to be more mindful of it. I'm never going to forget to put AG, even if it's in just a story, even if it's a continuation of a story, never going to forget to do that again. Because again, that was not my intent. And I apologize for anyone who took it that way. Uh, But yeah, it's just, I don't know. (laughs) There's just a lot of shit going on with that right now. I just find it so ironic because here we are. You know, we had this post that started everything in the Savage group saying, you know, you need to give an honest attempt, but you can still get on a podium. There were, what, in the Blitz, only eight females kept their band, but they had full podiums. And the peop- the person who gets shit for being on a Savage Race podium is a male who 100% completion podiumed in age group. And for the record, if I ever do take an overall podium for Savage, Y'all are going to fucking know because I'm going to be like high as shit happy off of that, making like 100 million posts because I don't forever see myself taking a Savage overall podium. The closest I ever got was a fifth place, uh, and that was in the Blitz in 2018. Um, So yeah, if I ever get an overall podium, you're going to know. It's not going to be a little post on my story saying I got second place. Um, I'm going to make a damn big deal about that because I'm going to be hype as fuck. So yeah, if I ever take a podium, you will know. It'll be like me whenever I finally get an age group podium. It's going to happen. We're going to get you there. Are you running Savage in Maryland? I am. Well, then there you go. Keep your band. You have a very good chance. Uh, we'll see. Savage Maryland is a very big uh, East Coast race. It so is. We'll I see. love that venue. It's a very money venue. Uh-huh. Bring your bring some good shoes. Eh, I've never gotten that money actually at that event. <laughs> but... Uh, Wait, I thought you never ran Savage. No, I've I've, Maryland. I've, I've ran Savage you? Maryland a couple times. Uh, yeah. Oh, just yeah. kidding. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, to give kind of one final like view on this, uh, as we said earlier, we were out at uh, the Fit Trail Race this weekend, and we got to sit down and talk with uh, Fit Challenge Race Director Rob McCoy, and we got to ask him his thoughts on com- uh, his competitive wave. Uh, good faith attempts at op- obstacles and the the age group waves because Fit Challenge doesn't have age group. They have their uh, competitive wave and they have their open along with other variations of his courses. So we really wanted to see his insight on why he runs it the way he does and just kind of how he approaches his his rankings and his rule set. Okay, we are here at the Fit Challenge Trail Race with Rob McCoy, awesome race director. Uh, Rob, thank you for speaking with us today. Well, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Always. 
So, Rob, you and I have been good friends for a while. We're constantly talking about the sport and how it's evolving and how we can continue to improve. With your race, you have a very difficult race, and you are very known for your obstacle difficulty, including Devil's Playground. Yep. With your Devil's Playground, we know that you have historically not always had women be able to complete it, Mm -hmm. correct? Yep. So, how do you run the race when there are no females that can complete it? (laughs) Well, now we have them completed, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, November, we had 100% completion in the women. So, I mean, again, when you first start with something, you're not sure. Yep. And, um, you know, we had it that first race, and we put it, so that one, we put it early in the race to kind of to see where it was at so that we didn't really have to necessarily worry about it. Everybody got everybody got there kind of the same time, took the same amount of efforts towards it. Um, our winner got it, had, you know, finished it, went on. So we felt pretty good that the winner had gotten it. And then the rest of the females, it was like a mile into the race. They were all there. They all had um, plenty of attempts at it. They were all kind of at the, at, you know, at the, the same point in the race. So we kind of restarted the race from there. <laughs> with them awesome. and then they raced from there to the finish and it actually worked out okay but I told them that if anybody wanted to stay there if any of them got it they would automatically get a podium spot ahead of somebody else but they all kind of just agreed to continue and, and move on from there so that was how we, we did it that year but it was kind of it did make us a little nervous knowing that we had an obstacle that um, people couldn't complete so we actually moved the women's elite from the men's elite over to the regular one um, and that kind of that kind of took care of itself so i think that you know the the biggest thing was the first time you have something people haven't seen it so they don't know how to train on it you know and we had a lot of talks about this this summer where it's not that people can't do it it's that they haven't trained to do it and they haven't um got the familiarity with it you know like with anything so Mm -hmm. luckily moving on from there we've been okay with the elite wave and it's been good awesome so with the sport right now and the controversy we're seeing with savage continuing to increase their difficulty ocrwc has increased difficulty we're not really sure yet how to handle the difference between men and women in terms of completion so savage is now saying women can podium with in their age group or i don't know maybe pro if the pros don't all 100 percent complete but everybody needs to give a good faith attempt at all obstacles in your eyes i know with your ultra you have said previously it's not mandatory obstacle completion but you have noticed at least with the elite ultras they do give a legit good faith attempt um so you don't monitor that yep what is a good faith attempt in your opinion (laughs) i honestly i I mean i don't know i I think you i think that's more kind of dependent upon the person i think that's more dependent upon the judge that's there i think that's more dependent upon knowing what the obstacle is um you know you see somebody whose hands are bleeding and they're and they're you know dead tired and they're crying i think that's good faith attempts versus you know coming up and kind of swinging around on it a little bit and kind of moving on so i think that's the problem is 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 that's you know somebody's decision that's a judge's mm-hmm. decision to be made and that's where you get in the gray area and that's the area that i would like to always avoid yep um you know the ocr drama part of it you know you mentioned the drama i'm actually so happy i haven't really heard about it you're which, like drama free everything yeah i don't yeah again like it that that's cool and 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 you know we've had folks in the past reach out about the ultra reach out about multi-laps reach out about different things and you know my response is simple you know this isn't the race for you then yeah. you know and there's plenty of races for you that have that that have those certain things i gotta be honest with you um to me 
if you can't regulate it properly, you shouldn't do it. And mm -hmm. that's just my race. So if I can't watch every obstacle that I know somebody's gonna have a problem with with a good faith attempt, if I can't man that properly with volunteers and staff and whatnot, then I'm not gonna do that. So that's why we don't, I know in my elite wave, that I can make sure that the people that finish are all going to have done, all have done the Devil's Playground, the Gibbons, all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff, and I'm gonna see them all do it, you know? Yeah. And that it's not going to significantly impact the race in terms of, of the outcome of it. Um, I also, to that um, point, I want obstacles to determine an obstacle race. And mm -hmm. at our races, I mean, you were there in November, our first place female was ahead by a good 10 minutes when she got to the Devil's Playground. She went from first to third. Yeah. Because of the Devil's Playground. I've seen guys go from first to sixth because of the Destroyer. You know, and then you see other guys come up and, and, and get it. Um, so I want obstacles to determine an obstacle race. It, it should, again, it's a test of fitness, but it's also a test of obstacles. That's why it's called an OCR. So I think that, you know, again, speaking for, I can't speak for other races with their obstacles and the difficulty, because I really don't know them that well. Mm -hmm. I really, I, I've never done a Savage, so I don't know. I know it's an awesome race. I know they have awesome obstacles, and I know that their owner genuinely cares, so yes. I know he's going to try. Definitely. Um, and he's a great guy. He's a great, I mean, he's, you know, he's become the guy that, you know, I look up to in terms of, um, how to run his business and how to because he does everything right and mm -hmm. he he innovates things and and he listens to his racers and he, and he you know he has he, he's got it together and he killed it last year with his covid protocol so to me that's the you know them and ocr worlds are the flagship brands right now in the game because of of what they do and and, and the way that they're consistently evolving um so i would love to you know see what they're doing and and, yeah. and, and look at the stuff that they're doing um you know but again for us it's you know, it's, it's, we got mandatory completion wave mm -hmm. and then we've got the open wave and everything's an open wave. And, you know, again, anybody that's done Diamond Hill Park, you do five laps at Diamond Hill Park and you earned whatever you get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. With an obstacle or without an obstacle. So, um, you know, and, and, you know, and the thing with us, you know, again, being a race with, you know, seven, 800 runners and, you know, being a, we want integrity to be a part of it. We just, you know, encourage people to, to do the right thing. Yeah. And, you know, again, is ratting on somebody integrity? I'm not sure. You know, I, I, I personally wouldn't rat on somebody. I'm running my own race. If you're really there to run your own race, run your own damn race. You know, and if you're there to, to, to do your own thing and, and, you know, you feel like you need to skip, you know, every obstacle to get a seven on your block versus a six, then God bless you. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll put, <laughs> get a seven. You yeah. know, like it's, 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 it's you know, wh whatever your race is, um, you know, is, is your race. So... Um, but it's, it is a definitely a hot topic to debate and a debatable topic. Yes, and I definitely. can see why in the, uh, you know, the, 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 the Facebook world of, or the, you know, the, the, the world of OCR drama, I, I can see why it would be. So with this, we are talking about age group and Great job, dude. Great fit, job, man. Dunzo. Hell yeah. <laughs> Love it. Fit challenge doesn't have an age group wait or age group heat correct we don't have an age group heat we've done age group awards yeah. okay how do you determine your age group awards it's an open wave and it's uh that the, you know we, we've done the top so we haven't been able to since covid give out awards for yep. it it's it's traditionally been a big thing for us with um the trail race okay. so yeah traditionally in the past and that's why we got all those awards a couple of years ago i have a a uh, a big bin full of yep. you know 600 age group awards that i haven't been able to give out right um but and then for the ocr we've done it um just with 
Again, open wave, open wave. So from a race brand perspective, yeah. how important is that age group, quote unquote, age group racer? Oh, they're huge. I mean, there's, again, if you look at my registration, there's 20, 30 mandatory completion people and the rest are age group open wave racers. They are the sport. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. yeah, they are the sport. I mean, they're they're everything to the sport. It's again, how you classify it is is, is how you classify it. But that is the sport. The sport is open wave. The sport is, you know, people that are, are somewhat competitive. And I appreciate the fact that Spartan added that with their age group competitiveness part to it because it, it gave that class of people that are never going to be, you know, at that you know, top elite level, something to, to push for. So I can appreciate it big time. Definitely. Absolutely. was awesome. But I mean, that, that is the sport. The sport is open wave. Awesome. Well, thank you for speaking with us Go today, ahead. Rob. This Anytime. is perfect. It's absolutely awesome that Rob was able to talk with us. I think he provides some really good insights from that race director standpoint, something, you know, we don't always get to see as a racer. There's definitely things that every race brand can continue to improve upon and take into account. But I think Rob has a really good handle on how he runs his race. So I I guess we're kind of coming to the end here. We're doing a lot of venting on this podcast. But Mm -hmm. ultimately, guys, I know for me personally, I love this sport and I want to continue to see this sport grow. And for me, it was important to have this episode to reiterate to the age group waves, the people wanting to step into age group, but also the people who are in age group looking to continue to progress into elite pro waves. We see you, we hear you. The age group waves, they are the biggest progressing group within the sport, whether it's, you know, the masters who no longer have a place to race in the elites or the people who love this sport, never thought that they'd ever be fast enough to run with the pros or the people who really want to be pro and just are intimidated by finally stepping up to race the big name elites. We really need to make sure that the age group heats not only are represented, but um, remain valid. Exactly. Um, And we should never feel like we have to water down our posts or apologize for making a post because we are fucking proud of how well we did for ourselves. Am I ever going to be able to chase down Nicole Miracle or Lindsay Webster? Hell no. But if I finish first in my age group as somebody who never thought she could run, I am going to be wicked proud and I'm going to shout it from the rooftops. So no, I don't think age group waves should ever have to be cautious of how they say, Hey, look at what I just did because they are just proud. Yeah. And I mean, like, like you said, we, this is a very rant heavy podcast this time. We're going to have these every now and then because that's sadly, that's the drama of our sport. Um, And I just wanted to reiterate Remember, we're not saying this as this is exactly what's right. We're not saying we're the voice of God and we're the end-all be-all that is OCR. We're here voicing our opinions based on what we have experienced in OCR and what we have seen going on in social media, talking to people at races, talking with our friends in the sport. These are all opinions based on that. We are here to try and better the sport 
and not just be not just try to make ourselves famous or <clears throat> try to belittle other people. Sometimes it may come off that way. And if that's the way, please come and talk to us if you think we are trying to belittle people and put people down. If anything, we're trying to boost the sport. This is only episode, what, eight, I think we're on. So we're still learning to podcast as well. We're still trying to get our feet under us so we can do this properly. But we always just want to look out for the sport itself and definitely make sure the people like we are, our voices are at least heard by somebody and we want to feel validated. That's what we're aiming for in this sport. We're aiming for to be the people who can at least voice the pack itself. This is our opinion. Again, I am falling on the sword. Please punish me because I just want to get this sport to be the best it can be. Don't punish somebody who says, hey, maybe we should look at the difficulty level. Don't punish Derek because he said, hey, guys, look, I finished second today after he said the day before he finished third in the age group. It's not something we need to bitch and complain about. Though I am sorry for anyone who took it that way. I sincerely apologize. These are all just our opinions. You know, take it with a grain of salt. You know, whether you agree with it, like it, don't like it, hate it. Again, these are just our opinions. Uh, we're very opinionated people. Obviously, everyone in the sport is. Um, and you have a right to be opinionated. Uh, that being said, there's a way to go about doing it without being a bully, which is kind of what I think we're all trying to get at with a little bit of this rant here. Again, is not trying to put others down. You can have your opinion be heard and have your own thoughts about things, um, but do it in a way that's basically not being an asshat. I mean, that's that's pretty much all I'm taking out of it, really. Just be kind, damn it. <laughs> that I think that it was something like that that I actually posted on my OCR trainer page after I took down the post that caused all of this controversy. Because at the end of the day, all the post was meant to do was say, hey, be kind to one another. Like, you don't know what people are going through. And... Not everything has to be taken as an attack. And in no way is this podcast today an attack. We are addressing everything that happened. And we have a right to say what happened from our perspective. And we want to make sure that the middle of the pack understands that we also see what everybody else is saying. And a lot of people have messaged us about what happened and our views are mixed in with what they've said. So we want to make sure you guys are also heard. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we're just trying to put out there a voice for people that may not necessarily have one um, in this sport or have a platform to do so. So a lot of what we say is just, you know, feedback of what we're getting mixed in with our own thoughts and our own ideas. But again, you don't got to agree with it. We're just here to, you know, bullshit with each other on a Sunday night. So it is what it is. And I think that pretty much sums it up. So let's go ahead and do our plugs, guys. You can follow me, Charles, the other guy of this podcast, according to everyone else in the OCR world. Um, you can follow me at Sabertooth underscore OCR on Instagram. That is S-A-B-R-E-T-O-O-T-H underscore OCR. Uh, Derek. You can find me on uh, Instagram at uh, obstacle underscore activist, as well as my still dead YouTube channel, obstacle activist. Uh, and again, one final time, I am sorry for not posting age group. I will 
do so in the future. And Megan? And I am MeggieB8TC on Instagram. I am the OCR trainer on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And remember, you can find us on Instagram at Middle of the Pack Pod and on Facebook at Middle of the Pack Pod. Either of those websites, you can find our link tree where you can find us. I mean, probably the way you found us so far. Um, you can find us on there with all our podcasting platforms. Remember to follow, rate, download, like, send us DMs of feedback if you'd like. Whichever way, we're just looking to grow this podcast. So thank you all again for listening to us, for listening to us rant. Uh, and we will talk to you all next week.